Joff, what would you say, after all these years on the planet, is your glorious purpose? Have you found it yet, or are you still looking for it? <laughs> all these years? <laughs> all these 20... You're two decades on this planet right now, Chuck. That's right. I'm only 20. How? Yeah, I'm only... <laughs> <laughs> this beard is, is prematurely I, I colored gray. it this way. It's not oh, okay. Yeah. Colored it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a look, so... <laughs> you know. It's trendy. Um what's my glorious. glorious purpose? My glorious purpose is to podcast with Vactor. Woo! Now that yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that was a joke. Yeah, okay. probably I mean it, it's I think it's to be creative. My glorious yeah. purpose is to is to put out um things uh you know to to create and share. Is I love purpose. it. Yeah, I love it, Shaw. Thank and you. that's what we're doing today yeah. on the Vactorverse. We're we're sharing our glorious purpose with everyone, talking about the season finale. Oh, actually, this is most likely the series finale for Loki, um, season two, episode six, "Glorious Purpose," which was also the title of season one, episode one. Yes, so the Ouroboros loop continues. <sighs> I, that was uh, my what, first note, and you took it oh, away yeah. from me. Gosh ah, darn it. That was my talk bit of about trivia. It, Sean, talk Not about sure it. if you know this, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what, did, what did you think about that, Sean, when you saw that title of Glorious Purpose? What was the first thing well, you thought about? I mean, I thought it was a, on its own, it's a brilliant title for the episode because it's that's the when you equate like a loki like that's his thing right i am burdened with glorious purpose like that's what that's him uh but what i didn't catch until the second time uh the rewatch that i did last night was because when you pull up disney plus it automatically like sends you back to like the first season a lot of times yes right. um and so i saw the first season the first episode and it said glorious purpose and i was like no way <laughs> it, 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 the, the thing it's like it's like a circle they did it it's like so. poetry it rhymes Shaw. Yeah, right uh, i also was loving that when i saw that glorious purpose i said this is the snake eating its own tail and perfectly wraps up and sums up this yeah. journey that loki has been on since episode one and Chuff, I really want to get your thoughts on this episode of Loki, the finale of Loki. Ooh. I'm just going to have some uh, clips playing in the background, so don't mind that, Chuff. Okay, but sounds good. What did you think about this uh, finale for Loki? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. From the beginning of the episode, it started off with such a cool and I think super appropriate uh, thing with having that Marvel theme and the graphics that support it all done in reverse. Uh, I mean, it, it reminded me of like uh, the idea of the, the Beatles song you play backwards and it says, Paul is dead, you know, like that whole thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I right. was wondering like, Oh, this is the Marvel theme backwards. This is what it sounds like. It still sounds really cool. Like that's really, really cool. So, so that was such a great touch because he was going back in time and, and uh, trying again, trying to fix what went wrong. Um, and it's a great premise. You and I both love time travel and yes, we get to really yes. see it in full effect this episode. Oh, yeah. And I think that might be the reason why Loki is my favorite MCU Disney Plus show of all time. Right above WandaVision, I think Loki having this time travel aspect going through all the different variants. So you have not only time travel, but also like multiversal stuff. Oh, yeah. You, those two together, Shaw, 
and it's like a peanut butter and shop sandwich. It's like mm. two tastes that taste great together. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you, Shove. I, I had a blast with this show overall. And I think this might be the best finale. It's it's hard to tell because all these Disney Plus shows are just getting one season. So Loki being the first to get two seasons, I wonder in the future how that's going to go. But it was a perfect finale for me. Like it wrapped Absolutely. up all of uh, Loki's and specifically Loki. Um, there was, I, I feel like they left a lot of uh, little threads for, let's say the TVA and, and some of the other things, um, Brad and his timeline, like a lot of stories they left kind of hanging, but Loki, if I'm specifically thinking about Loki's story and journey, I felt like they wrapped it up perfectly. So that was what I was there for. Uh, that was what I came to see. And I had a great time yeah. while doing it, Shaw. So I think, Do you think this is fantastic. Uh, after watching it a second time and seeing where we leave Loki, and uh, by the way, like from like the 30-minute mark on, the episode does a really great job of sort of indicating to you in a very subliminal way what will Loki what, what will be Loki's decision. Like hmm. we, we and all like the mental chess that he's doing right now to sort of figure out like what is gonna what is it gonna take to beat he who remains at this game um right. and, and and try to destroy and rebuild into something that's somehow better um but i mean by the end of it it's it's both i think a beautiful ending and also an extremely depressing ending yes a hundred percent i was feeling that because they had already set up earlier, and th this is the key. They had already set up earlier in the season. His one thing that he did not want was to be alone. And that's what he is at the end of this series, at the end of this episode. He is alone. He And he could be there for eternity. Like, we don't yeah. know how long Loki's going to live. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because I also, I don't know, I don't think I've ever told you this, Shaf, but. That might be my number one fear in my life. And I can't think of like being in solitary confinement or being mm. in jail or prison where you're alone and you're cut off from human connection. That to me is like the worst form of torture. And sometimes I think about this is where my mind goes, Shaw. Sometimes I think about being buried alive and think about Ooh. what. Like if you're trapped in a box and you, I'm very claustrophobic and it's like, you can't move, you can't get out. Like that would be my personal hell. So when I was watching this episode and, and thinking about Loki had the same type of uh, thing that I have where human connection, my family and my friends are the most important thing to me in my life. And so that hit me a hundred percent he took on that burden and that sacrifice for the good, you know, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, right? Like that to me was a huge triumph and him, his hero's journey going from somebody who was selfish and only cared about himself to now at the end of this journey from season, yeah. from episode one to this episode. Now he cares about other people. He is selfless rather than selfish. So that hit me shot yeah. very hard. Well, and I think it's also a testament to the character of Loki because no matter what variant he was, 
he found that compassion. He found that empathy. Like in the in the iteration of him where he dies in uh, Infinity War at the beginning. Uh, spoiler. <laughs> um, you know, like he sacrifices himself to to try to save Thor. He he um, he does the right thing, and he does the right thing in, in Ragnarok too. And oh yeah, um, you know, to see that this variant is also capable of of that amount of dynamic change over the course of two seasons is fantastic as well. Yeah. And I think M Mobius, you mentioned Burden, and Mobius says something to that effect uh, in his last uh, interactions with uh, with Loki, where he says, there's no comfort. You choose your burden. And I thought about mm. that as a parent, because yes. you know sometimes when it gets really hard, when parenthood gets really difficult and father fathering two kids, when you have like almost no help and um, you're trying to make ends meet and you've got, you know, the job is demanding and, and everything is, feels like it's like piling on top of each other. Yes. Yep. And you think, oh man, it would be so much easier if I didn't have all these additional things to worry about. If I didn't have kids or I wasn't in a relationship or, um, I didn't have this type of a job, but those people who, who are on the other end of that have their own burdens and their own things. And right. I was like that, that line really like stuck with me and it said, you choose your burden. So like, there is no path that is pure comfort, right? You choose your burden. And I think that what you choose defines you and Loki chose the burden. Uh, his glorious purpose was in fact a burden as well, because he has to, in order to save the people he cares about, he has to remove himself from their lives completely right. and isolate himself um, in a place that no one can reach. So, right. That is a hundred percent relatable because yeah. in life, as I've found on my uh, two decades on this planet shelf, I have found that everything in life is a series of choices and it's the result of your choices that you've made earlier in your life. Like everything I've thought about has been something, everything is also about planting seeds to then bloom and blossom into something else. Right. And you could think about investing. You could think about your children. You can think about your relationships with your um, significant others, your friends, family. Everything is about choices you make in the past. And then how do they then go, go forward and, and bloom from those things? So I've been trying recently to make the best choices possible and have, you know, thinking about future vector rather than just present vector. So that was very relatable to me, um, all of those choices that uh, Mobius was, was talking about. And what were your thoughts actually on Mobius's kind of ending? Because he got a chance to finally see himself on the timeline, which this whole series he had been saying, oh, I don't want to see that. I don't care, right. you know, out of sight, out of mind. What did you think about the way they wrapped up Mobius's storyline? Um, I loved it. I loved it. There was one aspect of it that I think would have been a really great final send off. And it would have also made for a really great end credit scene because the, the show did not have one. But I think that it would have been awesome if we saw him on a jet ski. Exactly. Yes. If if the the end credit scene was him actually renting like a jet ski and being on the water and experiencing it for real for the first time. um. I think like, and just like the pure, like excitement, like the way he looks in this clip, like that would have been such a funny end credit scene, which would have been mm. a nice, like stark contrast from how the show ended. 
and it would have been a nice palate cleanser because the last thing we see is Loki looking potentially uh, remorseful. Like he, yeah. he looks content, but he also looks like he's got that sense of longing, right? Like, um, like he knows that this is a circumstance that he had to do, but, and, and he, I mean, he, <laughs> Loki attempted any of the other possible options on the table, making this one his last one. In fact, um, there's a line in this where, um, uh, he's, it's when he's uh, sparring with Sylvie right before she kills uh, he who remains. And she says something like, you just want a throne. You just want, you just want you know, you just want a throne. He's like, that's the last thing I want. And what is the last thing he gets a throne? He, he, he pushes this off. He pushes off that glorious purpose um, to try to save his friends in any other way possible, but he knows he can't kill Sylvie. Right. So like he's left with uh, two choices. One, he has to kill um, a friend and a fellow variant, um, or he has to sacrifice what he wants for the greater good of everyone else, including his friends. Like, can you imagine spending centuries learning something <laughs> only for it to not work? That to me was, I mean, <sighs> there's no greater hero in the MCU. Right. That like, was, yeah. To oh, me, that ahead. was a, I was gonna say, a great, no greater hero. Yeah, that that was a great um, moment, and also kind of calls back one of my favorite movies of all time, Groundhog Day. And you think about there's there's like a website out there that um, theorizes how long Bill Murray is in that loop in oh. Groundhog Day, and they come to the conclusion it could have been hundreds of years. Like for him to learn all the skills that he learned. They said it could be he could have been in that loop for a hundred years. Wow. So us as mortals, that is like mind boggling to think about. We don't know exactly how long the Asgardians live. That could just be 30 days to him, right? Like to his equivalent living a hundred uh, hundreds of years or centuries, it could have been just a blip on his timeline. But, you know, boredom still is a factor, I think. And and so that is like I said, it's just crazy to think about what you would do for hundreds of years and then have it blow up in your face and like, you know what? You could have skipped all that and just gone straight to if you had obviously he didn't know, but hindsight being 2020, I did think that was uh, kind of funny. And obviously that was played for a joke with the centuries later, like OB saying, oh, take you centuries, decades, centuries. Yeah. So, yeah, the comedy was was great. And it was very kind of thought provoking and like, man, if I was in that situation, what would happen? So I actually love that. Yeah. that I would aspect. argue as well that Loki exists outside of time um, now. So the standpoint of like time passing, Will not, he ever... not the case. So it, being a God that he is and being outside time, I would venture to say that, uh, that he's not like, even though Tom Hiddleston will age, that Loki in that moment, that is what Loki will like. That is how he will be going forward unless they mm. bring him back for something else. I don't know. Do you see yeah, him coming back in anything? I wanted to ask, like, to me, bringing him back would, in, unless it's something really epic, it feels like it would be a cheat. Like, I think that's going to be the same as the Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. effect because 
we I've we've seen a lot of rumors recently that Marvel is talking to him about coming back for Secret Wars. And I could see both ways. One way it could be detrimental because you're taking away the impact of I am Iron Man and him sacrificing for the universe. But then the other half of me is like, man, I really do want to see him again. <laughs> and so that is just me selfishly like I want more. But what does it in the grand scheme of things, what does it bring back? Right. What does it accomplish to bring back either Tom Hiddleston as Loki or Tony Stark as Iron Man? So I could see both ways. Me personally, I think I fall on the side of I want to see him back because I love both of their performances so much as Iron Man and as Loki. Now, it's crazy the journey Loki has gone on. He's actually similar in age to me. And I was like, man, he was 29 when he took on the role. And now he's 42. And I was like, dang, we've been yeah. going across this long journey with him. But from, I mean, even he was kind of a fan favorite. Even from the beginning, people were like, he's one of my favorite villains. But now I think it's he's crossed over, just like he has in the comic comics. He's no longer just a straight-up villain. Now he's much more of an anti-hero, uh, much more of like, let's say, a Punisher or a Deadpool. Like people think of him as a hero now yeah. in the comics, and I like that journey that he's gone on. And to Tom Hiddleston's performance is a huge part of that. So he's one of my favorite aspects of the MCU at this point. And this show came at the right, exact, great time, the perfect timing. Because the MCU this year in 2023, I think we talked about it on our last episode. Or I'm sorry, we talked about it on our Marvels review, which you should check out if you have not. Shoff and I talked about <laughs> the Marvels, uh, but we also kind of talked about the grand scheme of the MCU and what's going on right now in 2023. And I would say probably along with, I mean, if you count Across the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Loki are like the the three things that I would hold up as this is what was amazing in 2023. So Loki just like it, it hit at the right time uh, for, for us. Now, Shaf, was there anything that I talked a little bit about the dangling plot threads that they kind of left a little bit of Victor timely, um, mm -hmm. like I said, um, Brad and some of the TVA agents, was there anything that you kind of felt disappointed in in this finale of they didn't focus enough on um, for the uh, show in, in general? Renslayer. Renslayer. That we was get, a huge. Yeah. Huge we get one. a little glimpse of where she ended up, which she was pruned. So she ended up in the void. That makes perfect sense. Um, <clears throat> and we see off in the distance a glimpse of a pyramid and a sphinx. And I, I assume that that's uh, a nod to Rama Tut, uh, another Very King possible. variant. Um, and then we see a, she's startled by this purple light, uh, which I think the consensus is that it's Eliath. But yes, right. Uh, but that's not 100% clear because she's startled and she's afraid at first, but then she's not. So either she recognizes Eliath or Eliath maybe recognizes her since she was um, alongside He Who Remains and he had weaponized Eliath. So maybe Eliath re 
remembers her and they're going to, in a sense, work together to get Very her out possible. of there. Um, I think this image is perfect of Kang yes. and Ravona both having the knives at each other's throats and they're, they're, uh, they're using the technology yeah. and abilities. Um, but that was a huge plot thread for me that was like, we had set her up. First of all, we didn't even get her until halfway through the season. And then she had a episode specifically focused on her. And then the rest of the time it was like, oh, here's a clip of her. And then yeah. there's a clip of her. It was like, yeah. where is the resolution of the multiversal war? Her being a general in Kang's army. Like, I think they wanted us to be like, oh, that was a breadcrumb. And then we're going to see more in Kang Dynasty or something else. But now I'm not so sure we are going to get that. Yeah. So hard to say. Hard to say what Marvel's going to do. I mean, Loki is being received super well. So, um, I mean, I guess it's all going to really hinge on uh, the outcome of the trials involving um, Jonathan Majors. And, you know, I've said it before and I'll, and I'll say it again, regardless of any of the allegations that I'm not really going to speak on because I don't have enough information and anybody who is speaking on it also doesn't have enough information. But what I do have enough information to say is that he's a phenomenal actor and what he's given us this, uh, these past two seasons um, really, really has demonstrated that uh, even though Victor timely was not a character that I true like, I like, I liked from the get go and I felt maybe the, some of the mannerisms were a little contrived. The there's a moment in this final episode where uh, he who remains is doing an impression of Victor timely. And I'm like, this is mind boggling. So imagine that you're, <laughs> you play both characters. You're doing an impression of one character doing an, imp uh, who's, or you're playing a character doing an impression of another character who you also have more like realistically portrayed. So like he had to purposely like do an impression of him, but not do it so well that it was clearly Victor timely. Like it was enough to be a nod to Victor. Like that kind of stuff is nuts. I think of, um, from a voice acting perspective, Mel Blanc, like, yeah. uh, uh, doing an impression of like Bugs Bunny, uh, but, is it Elmer Fudd? Like he's like doing an impression of one of the other, like yes, they're dressed yes. up as each other. Like, yes. or maybe it was Daffy Duck. I can't remember the details, but like they're, he's doing an impression of one dressed as the other, but still like the, the like essence of the, the person who he really is playing is like coming through, but, and bleeding through, but there's also other like characterization. I'm like, that kind of stuff is, is mastery of craft. So, um, no matter what Jonathan Majors did or didn't do, I personally hope that he is not guilty of these things. Um, but if he is, all I can say is he's a phenomenal actor. So that really is a testament to his acting ability that one character like you despise and then one character you love, like, or one version of the character, yeah. one variant you love, one character you despise. That I think is a testament to his ability to um kind of morph into each one and and give you something different upon each uh variant and i did think that was funny when he when he made fun of victor timely um which how much of that was his choice and how much of that was the direction because it, it's almost funny to be like hey you're making fun of your own choice that you made to to do that that 
evoke that tick. So I thought that was funny. But getting He Who Remains in this episode was fantastic for me because that's what I loved about season one. Yeah. And where it ended was He Who Remains is a huge threat. Like it, he felt ominous, imposing, and like he is in full control the entire time. The whole conversation back and forth between them of like, what makes you think this is the first time we've had this conversation and him like just being having complete mastery and control. Oh, you, ha you haven't learned how to stop time yet. Like any moment, any second that he who remains is on screen in, in this, I was glued to my television. I was oh, like, yeah. this is the guy right here. And <laughs> I, that's who I want in Kang dynasty. That's who I want to be this, you know, the overarching villain of a good story. And what I wanted out of Quantumania was he who remains. Um, so I'm really hoping that there is more to come from Jonathan Majors. Um, at this point, when we're recording right now in November 2023, there's so many ways it could go, but yeah. we'll, we'll see as it, uh, as it unfolds. But Shoff, this season has been fantastic. And maybe this series, like I said, we don't know if we'll ever get a, another thing. But if this is where Tom Hiddleston ends his journey as Loki, I am satisfied. Um, anything else on this series or this uh, episode that you want to talk about? Uh, it's the best Disney Plus show uh, for Marvel. Uh, bar, bar none, hands down. There's, there's no comparison. There's no close contender. This is, this is the peak. Um, and it probably will stay the peak. I don't see how anything could top it. Yeah, uh, it, it was it was perfect. It, it was perfect in every way. Excellent. Well, what are your thoughts on Loki overall? Uh, if you want to talk just about this episode or just in the series in general, we're very very curious to know what you guys thought. Uh, leave leave us a comment down below. We can always uh, in uh, we can always use your feedback, and uh, we always enjoy hearing from you, the listener and the viewer. If you're so inclined, we have a way that you can thank us by giving us super thanks down below. Um, that's just a small donation that can help us out here on the channel. Give us some more Miss Minutes like technology so we can improve the show. <laughs> uh, but I'm always grateful to anyone who is watching this. If you're watching this right now, I'm grateful to you. So thank you very much. Shaw, thank you for joining me. This whole series, this thank whole you. Uh, season, I should say, you have been a great co-host and uh, a fantastic person shop so thank you so thank much. you very much likewise and i love your lo your loki alligator loki shirt that you're wearing i it's love fantastic. this shirt i love this shirt my daughters love this shirt too every time i wear it they're like <laughs> they have no idea what it is but they love it <laughs> yes that is perfect uh, stay tuned in the Vectorverse. We've got more Invincible reviews coming up. Uh, Shoff and I have been talking about Invincible. This week, we're going to be talking about the third episode of Invincible Season 2. Two! And then also our Marvel's review. We've got that on the site right now on YouTube. You can check it out or wherever you listen to podcasts. So check all of that stuff out here in the Vectorverse. And Shoff, I'm putting you on the spot. Do you have a closing for us? Uh, I'm going to go with the, the classic we've been doing for Loki. Uh, Vactor and I, Loki, loved Loki, and you should too. Woo! <laughs>